Hey everyone, your girl Shea Lay here, and today we are wrapping up our chat of America's Next Top Model, Cycle 2. We take a look at the whole cycle and see what the girls got into after leaving the show. To really get to the bottom of Cycle 2, we needed to call two of the best amateur detectives I know from one of my favorite podcasts, That's Messed Up. We have Cara Clank and Lisa Traeger. These funny girls really love television, and we are so excited to kiki with them. Stay tuned. Forever. Dog. Kule. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Kule, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, what's going on today? Hi, babe. I'm so excited to be back today. So today we are going to put a cherry on top on the very iconic cycle of America's Next Top Model, Cycle 2. We are going to give some final thoughts. We are going to talk about where the girls are now and where they've been past the show. And we're going to just spill all the tea about all the magic that happened on this cycle. And I'm very excited because we had to get some TV experts in the house to dive in on this cycle with us. Truly, truly. Cycle 2 gave us so many iconic television moments throughout the whole cycle. Cycle 2 was so good, and the contestants gave us such juicy drama that we needed to get some detectives on the show to get to the bottom of what these girls have been up to since the show aired. I am so excited to welcome our guests today from the hit podcast, That's Messed Up. An SVU podcast. We have Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger. Hi, girls. Yay. How's it going? Hi, welcome. <laughs> this is thrilling. That intro was so good. Oh, God. Thank you. I wanted to ask with you is it triggering? Like watching Top Model, does it remind you of your experience on a competition reality show? I thought um, about you the whole time while I was watching. <laughs> you know, I think about it because there are obviously so many um, parallels between um, Top Model and Drag Race. And honestly, I felt like I spent so much time watching and studying Top Model that it really was a great like virtual boot camp to going and competing on RuPaul's Drag Race. Top Model Facts. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Thank I was you. watching it with my husband and he watches Drag Race, but he's never really watched Top Model. And he goes... Wow, this is like the same. This is the same. They there's a lot of yeah. similarities. Like he was like really like who took from who here, and I was like, well, well. Did you ever look into that, Shay? We got some tea from Monet that's Rue and Tyra don't necessarily get along, and because of the similarities of the show, was what she was saying, right? Oh, you know what? I do recall Monet saying that, but did we follow up to like dig deeper into that <laughs> too? Because like, also, I feel like a lot of times like Monet begin her information from Bob, and a lot of times Bob just likes to lie to Monet because Monet's gullible. So I'm like, what you do that, Tyra? I'm like, we'll have to fact check and okay. get back and have the tea on that one. I will look into this. Um, mm-hmm. Have you? So you guys watched Top Model? Did you guys watch it back in the day? Um, did yes. You- Yeah, I probably watched this season independently of this last time, like five times minimum. I, yeah, the lupus, the cheating, um, the Awana 40 pound weight loss. Like I've just, it's stuck in my mind forever, for sure. I was trying to think because I moved to New York City like two, three months after this, this season aired. But I, but I lived out of the country, so I think I watched it in reruns. Like I think UPN was like rerunning it because I watched it in my, in my New York apartment being like, Oh my god, I love all their jeans. Like they all just had those seven for all man, like seven for all mankind jeans, or like citizens of humanity jeans, like Rock that were huge at the time. Yes, like true religion, like ever, like designer jeans were at such a apex in two thousand four that it was really coming through to me in season two. 
<laughs> no, for real. God, and I learned teams. and I learned full on lessons like in this season when D squared is like, who's your favorite designer? And they all didn't say them. That stuck with me forever. And a future season, um, Nicole, was it Nicole? Kim, she like bought something off a set. And that's why I was like, oh, you don't take stuff. You ask to buy it and then they'll give yes. it to you anyways. But like, I learned real life lessons from Top Model and smizing, of course. Tyra Tidbit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, just like always like finding the need to like smize from within. <laughs> okay. So like, what do you guys have any standout moments from the entire franchise that like really, really stick with you? Of course. I mean, the girl fainting was great when she just fully fell Rebecca, backwards. Rebecca. <laughs> oh my God. Four. Can you say, can you say legend? Yes, because, uh, like, I remember just even seeing, like, the clip preview at first. And, I mean, it just was also, like, such a golden moment because she was being critiqued and wasn't receiving the best critique. And it literally looked like she was rolling her eyes at the critique. And then she just continues to just, like, fully plank back. And we were like, damn. And then only to find out that it was her hair extensions that saved her life because she had, like, <laughs> weave, like, that had been sewn in. And they, after when she came back from the ER, they were like, yeah, because you had, like, cushion there and you went, like, straight back on your head that actually, like, prevented you from, like, suffering, like, a severe injury. Yeah, I don't trust Tyra and her decisions with the hair. Because remember that redheaded girl who had all those weave problems, too? Like, um, um, Brittany. Yeah. Baby girl Brittany. Yeah, she had all the sores and they had to, like, take her... Ugh hers out that that poor thing but she really did also give us that iconic um meltdown in australia that led to uh natasha being like you know some people have war in their country yes i (laughs) love that that was also a good lesson for me too as like some midwestern like teenager to be like oh wow yeah like there are bigger problems out there in the world. Hmm. Well, yeah. uh, well, that just reminds me of Natasha having like phone sex with her husband on the bed. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> purring, you know, that's yes. that's an Instagram oh. you need to look up. The tran- her her transformation, the transformation, she, but just, for good, but for good or bad, chef's kiss, delish. You know what? That is up. You know what? It's subjective. I feel like it's up to the viewer. Like you, you, you go and you check it out and you let us know what you think. I honestly am fascinated. I think it looks great. I'm into it. And I keep talking. I feel bad about Kara. It's not one iconic moment, but I have to say Brie with the energy drinks. I think about the energy drinks all the time. Yeah, she's like, I poured out her Red Bull and I do it again. <laughs> and, what, and what a great lesson in like, you know, just ho- maintaining your pettiness. Like that red, those Red Bulls cause so much problems. <laughs> and she probably was like, damn, if I just didn't pour those out. I think about her and that moment all the time as well. I obviously love the the very viral moment now of we were all rooting for you. Love that one. But I always remember also like the go sees on the final, like in the final, like, you know, third to last episode or whichever episode when they do the go sees and like just like getting your ass around like Thailand in a rickshaw. Like I just remember always being like, this is this is a lesson in how to get your ass where you're supposed to go <laughs> on time or you're not going to get the job. I love the ghosties as well. They have taught me so much about interviewing and talking yeah. to people because and don't be defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just be open, you know, just go in there and just be like willing to hear what people say about you and just like take it as a lesson and just know that that's that in and, in and of itself is a gift. It is, but it is weird watching the people be like, you're kind of fat. And you're like, oh, no, they're so little. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, she's still only like 115 pounds. Like, how how less of her her can there be? This 18-year-old, was it Heather? Where they're like, you might be plus size. And I'm like, don't tell her that. She does not need to hear. She can't hear that. She told her she needed to lose weight. She was teetering between plus size and normal. That was the critique, was like... If she loses weight, she'll be a normal model. If she gains weight, she'll be a plus size model. I remember right. when I watched you, I was always rooting for the plus size, like Takara and like the bigger girls. I was always like, yes. come on, let's get through with the big girl. I um really just can't wait to get the chance to speak to Takara because I still um 
look. I, I feel like I still have a bone to pick with that stylist who pinched her. And I'm not saying that like we go and dig like 15 years in the past and drag somebody out and cancel them now. But if I could, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember I, that. What happened? Oh she, my. she was really just like shaming Takara for having her beautiful body. And she was just like, at, she she Takara didn't feel comfortable or, or, or feel like really like sexy and like the look that she was given and the stylist literally goes like oh what so you think I'm just gonna have a rack like this like for the other girls for you and then when she's like trying to like tailor this like orange jumpsuit she like pit, she like poked her with a pen and like Takara like screamed and she's like oh oh I'm so, oh I pinched you wow and I literally I see red every time I see that scene because I'm just all like I, I Look, I was like, let me let me encounter her in the street. Let me one day. Oh, and I'll and I, be like, sadly, I don't think Chikara. I don't think anything's <laughs> changed. I have so many friends that have had like traumatic wardrobe fittings like the last year. You know what I mean? Like people are just so like if you're not like a size two. And it's honestly just like it, it, the, we're talking about just normal bodies. And I and I think also just coming from my experience doing costume design and theater, working with actors. And, like, how important it is for them to, like, feel their best on stage. Like, I just always felt like it was my job, no matter what the person's body type was, to make them feel their best. Like, I think, like, that's more so the job of the stylist. Like, am I right? Like, yeah. am I missing that? You um, are correct. I no, you are very correct. just in New York um, doing a spot of comedy at Gotham. And afterwards, a girl came up to me and another comedian, Jared, and goes, hey, guys, so I'm a stylist and um, I work with men and women. So here's my information if you'd like to work with me. And as a joke, I went, oh, do we look like shit? And she went, I mean, I wouldn't say that. But it's <sighs> like... I wouldn't work with you now. I've worked with style. You're supposed to be like, I like what you're doing. I'd love to elevate or no. I'm liking your flair. You don't come up to someone and go, you look like shit. And I can, I don't want to call I'm me. Not, yeah. I'm not calling you. They did How not watch the ghost see episode or the styling episode of Top Model. If they did, they would have known how to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, approach is like really important. Yeah. You know. Oh, I just thought I did like when Joanna this season, um, another when she goes, I don't trust you. Like, I loved that. You know, it's it's so funny because like we look back on it and like rewatching it now. I remember like being younger and being like, oh, my God, this is like so deep. And now <laughs> just realizing that it's like two women being like, oh, our personalities clash. So I guess we're just not going to be friends. Yeah, they're young <laughs> teens. Like, I, I, they're really young teens. Like, I, of course they act like this. We, yeah. <laughs> I judge, even when you watch, you watch it back, like you might want to hate on some of the girls, but you have to remember they're so young. And they're also, so it's just like with, with Camille, I feel like specifically who was like very much so painted out to be like, the villain, it was really just like she was in her own competition with herself and she was just really confident and they just like couldn't take no. that. <laughs> I thought it was shady though. It was shady when she said that Joanna was like bulimic and didn't eat and went to the bathroom. Yeah, no, that, that was shady. Was, that was shady. I mean, like everyone's just jealous of me. I'm like, no, they said you're manipulative and you are and you just <laughs> totally threw Joanna under the bus. I do agree that that was definitely a shady moment. I was going to ask that. I was going to be like, I didn't see Camille. I felt like it was a stretch with Camille as the villain. Like they were stretching. Yeah. Her. Like she just seemed to not give a fuck. And like, Shh. I did, but I didn't remember that, that one part. But like, besides that, like they just keep being like, no one likes Camille. And I was like, why again? Like I couldn't, I just like, was it wasn't registering for me. Yeah. Because that moment um, at the dinner where she like insinuated that with, Joanna, it was like, but first of all, I also do feel like she was, she literally just made a look and it was just all like, Tyra's like, what are you doing? What is that look about? Why are you making that face? And she was just like, I just like made a face. And it was also so like, I felt like too, as like in that position, she's like, do you guys want me to insinuate that Joanna has an eating disorder? Because she's like, you're kind of asking me if she does. And you're like, I don't know. She gets up and goes to the bathroom a lot. I look. What was it shady? Yeah, but I feel like at that point they were already so far in the competition, and like they clearly like weren't friends. And I felt like Joanna wasn't trying to stick up. I mean, Camille wasn't trying to stick up for Joanna and be like, "Yeah, no, I don't know where the 
like this girl's like she was literally like oh because oh. i did think oh, that the God. acting challenge was really kind of funny when like camille came late and everybody was mid sob and she, then she has to do a scene with her sworn enemy and joanna's just like can you give me anything and she's like no i mean no. i'm good like it's just so <laughs> funny i just love when she says to the coach she's like we're just different yeah, yeah. Like, we're just different <laughs> Yeah, because we were talking about it with Monet because we're all like, you know, she's from New York. She's like uh, West Indian. We're like, that's just, just kind of like how those women are. They're like, we're not trying to really, we're not really emotional. So what am I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I just took a Benadryl and I'm just trying <laughs> to get through this acting challenge and like everyone's crying. I'm not on the same wavelength as everyone else, you know? She's like, I took one shot of tequila and everyone's on Molly. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best analogy I've ever fucking so heard. I was the true villain for me this season is Katie. Like, yes, she's uh, the yes. villain. She Camille is, is just um, maybe kind of a bitch, but like yeah. Katie is the villain. Yeah, she really was like, I'm going to play this. She's just like, and I'm going to turn these tears on when uh, I absolutely need the it. Such a little victim. The haircut sucked. She looked terrible. She was correct. That that was a bad haircut. You know, <laughs> you know, it just you know, it, was, it was the shape. You know, it could have maybe gone some other places, but like you know, we learned that it, it it was rarely like a home run with a lot of these makeovers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They yeah. also who's the other one? Uh, Cassandra. Cassandra. When they cut her hair short, like she didn't look better. They're just trying to like fuck with that's just for television i don't believe they had their best interests in heart with those but short haircuts katie did say that she would model through it if they shaved her hair off she said they would shave her that. bald and i would still model through it and she did not oh my no. god and that kind of could have been hot butch katie you know? <laughs> yeah no like, she like, tank girl sucked. katie yes, she's like, who, you know? <laughs> i would have hated her she was the one i think if i was in that house that would be my number one problem i agree I'd be like, fuck you. We all don't want to be hanging from a roof. You think you're the only one who doesn't want to dangle around? And it's like, you do look like a hoe. You're wearing like knee length things in a tiny skirt. Like, shut up. That, that's my favorite. We did not talk about that we enough either. We did not talk but... about that enough, but for real, no. You said I look like a hoe. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Your titties and legs and ass are out. That is hoe behavior. Like, I don't, it's, she was a nightmare to me. <laughs> you told her to go down by the piers. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Check out what they're wearing and then do the opposite. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't breathe. But we're, look, we're going to take a quick break so I can catch my breath. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Cycle 2 Divas and what they've been up to. We'll be right back. are back chatting with Lisa and Kara from That's Messed Up. And we talked a bit before about how much we love Cycle 2 of Top Model and all the lessons that Cycle 2 gave us. I'm still laughing about Katie getting called a hoe. I'm just, like, I'm just, wow. I need, I literally need to go back and rewatch that one because that is good. By the buyers from Barney's. Wow. <laughs> Life I love lesson, that though, guy. but I'm sure she really took a lot away Do from I that. only know that guy from Top Model? Or is he, he might been, have on, been like, on like I love the eighties or something? Yeah. Like he's no, been around. Best week ever. He yes. was on the fabulous life. Yeah, he like he he's was like, like, a like the head. stylist. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, and his name is literally escaping me, and I want to say Simon. Yes, Simon. Um, I'll look at Simon from Barney's. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've seen you critique people before, and I'm wondering if it's only top model or like, have you been on Project Project Runway? Runway, Yeah. yeah. Simon Doonan. Doonan. Yes. Thank you. He seems like he'd also be like a good drag race judge. Yeah. Honestly. I want to sit with him and Michael Kors and just watch people walk by (laughs) and say mean things. (laughs) Like, that would be everything. Oh my God. No, that would be the absolute dream. Like, Michael Kors, everything. I I miss. 
watching that diva critique people's fashions <laughs> on that show. Frankly, gave... I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love there, that. There was like a whole <laughs> moment in time where my boyfriend Dan and I would like start our day watching this YouTube compilation of Michael Kors reading people on Project <laughs> Runway. That was just gave us such like a boost of serotonin. Like it was, <laughs> the it was, best part <laughs> of waking up. <laughs> Have you watched his Architectural Digest? No, it's really good. I mean, he he has a penthouse in the West Village, but he, he my favorite thing. He has all these v- vases everywhere. He goes, we just love a vessel. And he goes, oh, look, another bowl. Like, and I just I love it. Oh, my God. I love a vessel, too. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's get back into our amazing divas from Cycle 2 of Top Model and what they've gotten themselves into after their time on the show. Maxwell. So this episode, well, so in this cycle, we get a recap episode, which I don't think we get in any other cycles of Top Model. Um, this one ends, and it's actually a really interesting episode because it kind of just feels like a flex. Like, it feels like Tyra is really trying to, like, show off that these girls can be booked. She was like, I know Adrian Curry started running her mouth that she didn't get these things from me, but I promise these girls are booked. So Yeah, I but you mean- can't say that while we're looking at Shandy's stock shelves at Walgreens. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, true, but it was just for a minute, she said. She only went to Walgreens, back for a Walgreens for a bit. You know, she just, she's like, yeah, let me just like go back to like re-humble myself and center myself before I just like go out and be the top model that I was born to be, you know? But I, I, I totally do like agree with you that it, it, that, that like, because we were talking uh, uh, with Mercedes about it too. And she's like, I completely forgot about that. She was just all like, I completely forgot they followed me around like in my car going to like a casting and being excited for like, what was it? Like $500 that she was like yeah. probably going to get paid. And she's like, yes. yes. Well, let's talk, let's talk about Mercedes on this cycle because she's the first girl in the recap that they bring up. Because yes. she should have won. Totally. I was always a Joanna Stan. And then rewatching this, I fully was like, Mercedes is the winner. Janice was right. That's yeah. the general consensus of everyone we've talked to. Literally, even Shay and I both have said we were Joanna back in the day, and now rewatching it, oh, it was like Mercedes. Um, or no, I, did you not say that? Sorry. Oh yeah, I think that was your experience. Because, <laughs> Sorry, just mine. Um, my bad. My experience was that I was always Team Mercedes. Literally. Mm-hmm. From that Adam and Eve shoot with the, because I told her this too, my season nine promo was based off that photo of her with like the big orange headdress, like naked with the oh. apple. That like, I swear, I, that like, I remember that picture popping up for the first time and just like me clutching my little gay ass pearls. Like, <laughs> and from that moment on, I was just like, that's my girl. That's who I'm rooting for, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. To this day, I, she sort of like, I mean, whizzed through the whole competition with like out a lot of critique, right? Like, I I feel like they never really like read her on anything. Literally all they were like reading her on was they were like, you're a commercial because like you smile a lot and you have dimples. And you're like, well, she can't change the way her face yeah. <laughs> is shaped, you know? Um, and they would be like, you look tired. And then finally she's like, I have lupus, bitch. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as energetic okay. as you'd like me to be. <laughs> No, she's perfect. Her walk was perfect. Those low-rise jeans. No one has looked better in low-rise jeans than Mercedes. Like, it really is... I don't get why you want... I don't get it. It was... I feel like it was that storyline, you know, of, like, you know, you want to go... Which, like, now you're like, what? It's like, she was like, she was determined to be a model, so she lost the weight to be a model. And, like, look, you too can lose the weight and be a model. Like it felt very like she had a goal. And so she attained it, you know? And then it's like where Mercedes just kind of like, she put the like C in charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Like she just had that charisma. She just was, she just like, was that top model girl. And I, I just like woman, See, I, I'm always trying to change that that vernacular because they always refer to them as girls. I was like, these are young women and <laughs> like they are women now. And so I should not be referring to them as girls, damn it. But yes, no. Uh going back to 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 just like Mercedes and after the show, she she signed to a couple different agencies, including New Model Management, Elite Model Management, LA Click Models, Chic Models. 
industry model group and brand model and talent. And she went on to do a lot of ad campaigns and modeling. I actually got a um, bridal magazine that she did that was like in Barnes and Noble, like back in uh, high school. Because it's like, it's Mercedes. Mercedes. And um, she told us, I know. I was like, she's a bride. No, <laughs> um, any of the you, girls that I I'll, see anywhere. I remember, um, um, was it Amanda? No, Anne. Anne from the next season, the crazy one, but that's so hot. She was like in a uh-huh. Doritos 3D camera. I was like, ah, or like Wheat Thins. I don't remember what it was, but I remember <laughs> losing my mind seeing her sell a chip. It was exciting. Do you know what I'm talking? The the water Anna's, polo girl. No. Oh, you do? Okay. I was just thinking, no, I was just thinking about how hot Anne was to me only because like Anne was like handsome and like masculine in a way. Like there was just something like, yeah, there's something really sexy about Anne. No, she to me is the hottest of all time. Like she is my number one of that show. Like, yeah, hot, like just like very objectively hot. I I like that about Anne too. You're right. No, and then Cara D just had like a psoriasis commercial, and I was like, "Yes, bitch!" Oh, like, I remember I, that. I remember <laughs> Cara D's um, psoriasis commercial. Hell yeah, she was like rubbing a lotion slowly on her arm. <laughs> yes, you know. And hey, my like dear season nine sister Pheromone, she suffers from psoriasis, and I've seen the toll it could take on somebody. So you know, I'm glad that Cara D is out Cara there. Cara D, the word out, a psoriasis yeah. sister. let's move on to sarah sarah was the uh, persian model who was afraid to tell her family about it being on the show but afterward they seemed to be very supportive during the recap while she was doing that sports illustrated shoot with her mom um she also was signed to tbm models and talent she went on to do a bunch of magazines like maxim or no that's where she was she was doing a maxim shoot on the recap episode. Because they always they kept saying that she was like more sexy than like like more pin y kind mm-hmm. of than than straight. Victoria's secret. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> was good. I feel like she would have stayed longer than Camille if Camille didn't wasn't so good at drama. <laughs> Agreed. She actually Sarah's her- gorgeous. She is. She is. But I was just gonna ask, do you think she's had an NJ? A nose job? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Her current nose just looks very different to me in this in this side by side. Just speculating. <laughs> <laughs> she has an active wear line that she models for still. She's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. This picture of her with her kid, she's beautiful, yeah. I know. And like that the the thing that I feel about like the cycle two models is like they all have like really held up really well. Oh yeah. You know? Like Katie. Katie looks great now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Katie. (laughs) The true villain, Katie, which is really funny because, okay, like quick, just quick little crossover. Um, I just recently started uh, watching um, New York Housewives from the beginning. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. So I've gotten to the point where, you know, uh, we're on season three and they're doing like Brooklyn fashion week and um there's this part where uh bethany is giving an interview and she was just all like yeah this is the poor men's america's next top model and one of the models that was walking for the casting was katie and like they literally cut to katie when <gasps> bethany said that and i was like oh the shade oh my god I love this is an opportunity <laughs> I have... they're relentless I have... I have another housewife connection with this season. Oh, I love it. I don't know if you noticed when they worked out, which boxing coach they worked with. Top model facts. Yes. But he was Tinsley's. Yeah, Yeah, no, we did. I did notice that. Um, Yes. We've talked about like whether or not he's like an actual real he is coach. because I'm obsessed with the L word. I don't know. Um, Shane is like one of the yes. hottest humans to me. Also and very sh- hot. Shane and and so Anne kind of have that same vibe. Like you know, like give yeah. Anne a Shane haircut, and they're Ugh. like that twin twin lesbian couple. You know. So Shane, like Kate Menig, works out with him at Trinity oh, nice. Boxing, and I looked up the rates. Like I know all about him, and so I've I've been following him because of Shane from the L word. I love that. I love that. 
Um, so besides, besides that little stint on Bravo, um, Katie signed with New York Model Management and she went by the name Katen. Um, Which I think is actually kind of smart, especially after talking to the girls about how they were recognized from the show and not getting booked. Yeah. Did I say that? To like go by K- a different name? K-10. It's like K-10, K-10. yeah. K-10. I didn't know. I didn't K-10. know how to say it either. I'm from the Midwest, so I don't really pronounce my T's that well. Um, uh, and I mean, she did some modeling after that, some runway work as well. And she played a minor character in The Bold and the Beautiful. And she's now retired from modeling and married to actor John Palladino. And they have two kids. We should move on to our good old girl, Anna Maxwell. Yes, let's talk about Anna, because Anna was the mother from Georgia. Yes. She, she um, was the first one sent home, and she's actually the first and only top model to never have a photograph taken besides her promo photo. Wow. wow. Because most of the girls usually go on to do at least one other photo. She was not lucky enough. Um, but yeah, she got signed. She never signed to an agency, but she definitely still worked, apparently, according to her, the files I found about her online. And during the recap, they interviewed her and her husband, and he was so proud of her for not getting naked. He was more proud of her for standing up for what was right than taking the photo. That's uh, That tracks. It, but he also was sweet and like, of course, she should go and follow her dreams. And she's so great. I kind of liked their little family. I was oh, into their yeah. family. But yeah, like I support you, but your body belongs to me and you're not allowed to show it to anyone else. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> right. <laughs> No, See, I think me. you should get naked for sure. Honestly, I'm having such a hard time even concentrating because all these old top model memories are flooding to me, like Robin and Shannon not getting naked, Lisa pissing in the diaper in front of Steve-O, <laughs> JL jumping in the pool in front of 50 Cent. I'm just like, I oh can't. My God. I, I, like, I just, uh, it's so much, so much goodness. But Anna is very beautiful and get naked. Shut up. Yeah. And also, why, she was considered plus size. She did not look plus size to me at all girl like boobies like is that really like a qualification because like there's like i feel like many like young women on the show that just were like busty they're like wow you're plus size yeah and like tyra at the beginning is like these women come from all over they've got all we've i've got all different body shapes i'm like you kind of have all different body shapes you have like (laughs) one woman that you're like she's plus size and then like one woman is five seven the diversity i can't Oh my no, gosh. but I learned a nice lesson. They told her, Janasha, they're like, we don't need you to pretend to be taller. We want you to be a 5'7". And I was like, yeah, I like that. You know, be the best version of you. No, don't try to put on weird things to be someone else. Yeah. So, another lesson. Tyra Tidbit. God, good old Janasha. <laughs> I just like... Just like, first of all, such an iconic name. Like, how will you ever forget a name like Janasha? Um, I've never met another. No, hello. Never heard of another. Not one. Right, and count any of that. So I'm always just like kudos, and I love to that. Um, of like the girls that we've like spoken with, like the common thread between them all is like Janasha. They all like talk about how much they like all love her and keep in touch and how she's just like, you know, the comedic relief of the girls still. And I'm just like, you better work. I love that. They like, they all seem to be I love that they love her, but they didn't love her enough to wake her up for that one thing. Okay, but they tried. (laughs) They tried. Because we we actually spoke to Shandy just recently um, and she was telling us the tea. She said we that... What had happened was Janasha woke up early, fell back asleep, and apparently uh, Janasha had terrible nightmares about like sleeping, like oversleeping. Woke up oh early, fell back asleep, and then like her worst nightmare, like literally came true because she said they tried to wake her up, but she was like a stone. She just would not like. That is get my up. nightmare, right? I have that nightmare all the time, and I was like, can you imagine actually having the nightmare and it actually manifesting it? actually happening I, yeah. I, on television on television i love the way she kept going bitches like <laughs> i love that i mean but what did you two like because i mean i know sometimes like when i've been like out cold and, and like dan's been like yeah i tried to wake you because i'd be like why didn't you wake me up and he's like no <laughs> i i tried but you were just like out and then like also like 
I, I, I'm, don't wake me up before I'm ready because it'll be like almost like violent. I remember one time I tried taking a nap and like Dan thought it'd be cute to wake me up and I stormed him like Brandy from Bad Girls Club and I was just all like, I'm asleep. I'm trying to sleep. So, you know, I can understand where people be like, um, I'm just gonna let them catch those sleeps, you know? Uh, but continuing on, our girl Shandy. Yeah. Um, just to catch everybody up. Okay, so there was a point after she left being a top three finalist that she did go back and work at Walgreens in Times Square. She did some modeling post show, but oh, so she we- at least she wasn't working at Walgreens back in like wherever. Oh yeah, no. She said she transferred. She she transferred to the Walgreens in Times Square. You know, so like different clientele. You know. I've been to that Walgreens. That's a big ass Walgreens. Yes, it is a big ass Walgreens. <laughs> she said escalated. she couldn't move to New York right away to keep the illusion alive. So she did. So I'm sure she did go back to that Walgreens to make money during the show, but she did transfer to New York as well. Okay. So. Yes, but like unfortunately for Shandy, she said that the uh, modeling industry was not very accepting of her, and that she was told to just stick to reality television because that's what they felt that she would be good. Her photos were gorgeous though. She was very good. She was very good and and natural and it's still to me I just don't I like we couldn't really wrap our our heads around it because we were like how is it that this industry didn't embrace Shandy? Like such a sweet spirit just like such just like a nice like I just feel like if I were um, an agent, I would want to book Shandy. You know? She just looks like all the girls in high fashion shows that like come down the runway to me. Like I thought if anybody, she would have no problem. Exactly. And, and the thing that I find so interesting about the whole thing is the fact that they were familiar with her. They used that as an excuse to not book her and to just be like, yeah, so just stay in reality. She should have started TV. going by Shandon. it's so so weird to think about too especially now in this day of like influencer culture like how they wouldn't like take the fact that these people already had some sort of a platform and because i remember even being a kid looking in magazines being like where's shandy where's adrian curry where is mercedes where are my top models i think because back back at the beginning of reality tv people were trying to separate it from other like higher art forms of culture like fashion and now it's like no 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 it's all mixed together like you're getting a kardashian on the runway you're getting you know like Exactly. Like everything's mixed and it's all the same. But like back then it was like, you're from the silly little reality world and like you don't belong and like, you know, walking for Dolce and Gabbana or whatever. Well, question. Do you think if she didn't have the stress of the cheating, would she have been in the final two? Or do you think she would have stayed in third place? Um, uh, I think that she would have had the potential to stay because she really said that so much of her like energy and just kind of like will was gone after that because she just felt like she really just like, you know, hurt her boyfriend so much. And so, I mean, I can't imagine being 21, 22 and having to deal with something that major on national TV and still like be able to keep my head in the game. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She just seemed also very young. Yeah. Besides being very young, like, you know, but like, did what happened with her and her boyfriend? They stayed together for a while, but they did inevitably break up. He He's married to somebody in Berlin now, I think was what she said. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to keep reflecting. Ref- we're going to keep reflecting <laughs> on these contestants. We'll be right back. We have all officially reflexed on the girls, <laughs> and we are still going through the accomplishments of the stunning cast of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model, and so let's just get right back into it. 
So next, we have Bethany, who was sent home second. Uh, she did not do a lot of work post-show. She is now a wife and a mother with two kids. And during the recap show that they did, they mainly just focused on her boobs again. They um, got clips of her saying that she hopes that she gets modeling gigs after this. Um, but it definitely felt like she did not get a favorable edit on the show and casting process, you know? No, I don't. Yeah, I have nothing much to say about Bethany, but that first photo shoot with her titties just so out definitely lives in my brain for sure. They were really out. I mean, I have big, I, they were out. They were out there. They were really out. They really Gosh. were. I feel like she would be like, um, like somebody from Drag Race who doesn't like if you talk to her now, she'd be like, very like, Ugh, I got such a bad edit. I would I'm not happy about that. And she's one of those girls, too, and someone, I think Heather was like that, where it's like, I'm prettier than the people that stayed. And they just can't. That's what I love Love Island. You see hot people who have never been rejected deal with rejection, and they just can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? And that's how I feel with some of these hotties. They just don't know. They're like, wait, Shandy? You really summed, you actually like just really just like summed that up so perfectly because I haven't been able to articulate like why they're so confused and why they use like their hotness like as like their number one defense. But you're right. They like haven't experienced rejection before and they're sitting here being like, but I'm hot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Where's the disconnect? But that's another hot thing where it's like, if another person comes into the Love Island house and they get dumped, like they also don't even know how to identify their feelings properly. Only one girl was able to say, I feel jealous. Like they couldn't even identify (laughs) the feeling. (laughs) They've just been, you know, I'm sure hot people have problems, but not the same. Yeah. You know, just like on a completely different caliber. Let's move on to Janasha. We talked a little Whoa! bit about her. Yeah, Team Janasha. Um, she, in the recap, went back to being a Hooters girl. We saw her loving her life at Hooters. And everybody said, all the people we talked to about her said she was funny. And she was actually being very funny at Hooters as well. Like, with her dancing chicken and stuff. Um, but she didn't really do too much modeling after the show aired. But she did go on an episode of Wheel of Fortune and win fifty five or $50,000. Top model Facts. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, Janasha. Damn, she, that's a lot for Wheel of Fortune. Hello. She said, um, some of you had to go out there and compete for these modeling contracts. I'm over here getting bags from Wheel of Fortune. How you doing? <laughs> Spelling. But she, she did have the worst taste of anyone I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that those little white hats, those were bad. You know, I feel like she it was like around the time that Jessica Alba did honey. Oh. And I feel like, you know, Janasha was, like, trying to bring her own little, like, honey vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I know? See, yeah, it was just... She's like, I'm a hip-hop dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I would go to Hooter. I would love to have her be my Hooters girl. For real, for real. And, like, now I'm, like, totally craving Hooters. Wait, so. didn't Janasha also, like, become something else? In, like, didn't she... I feel like I, I like briefly went through the Wikipedia of the season. I feel like she became a fat, like a worked at a magazine, a fashion magazine or something. Ooh, maybe you found something I didn't. I did not see that about <laughs> maybe Janasha. I'm making this up. But, um, but I, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. She went onto the other side of the can- like the lens or whatever. She um, was like, I'm going to spend a summer as a contributing editor at Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine the contributions that Janasha would make. <laughs> Timeless, no doubt. She did do a couple like small collections. She did this rich oh. kids brand in 2013. Um, yeah, and she was on Wheel of Fortune in uh, 2010. So if you guys really are big Wheel of Fortune people, need to look that up. <laughs> okay, awesome. No, I do love a good timestamp for content. It's on five days a week. <laughs> Just find Janasha. <laughs> Just find Janasha. If you find Janasha, please DM the podcast. Yes, at beontoppod at gmail.com. <laughs> um, up next, we have April Wilkner. She is top four queen. April signed to New York Models Management and then Race Models and Wilhelmina Models in New York. She also signed to Stars People in Hong Kong and went on to do a lot of print and television work. 
Um, during the recap show, it was very focused on her race, and they talked about it a lot, as well as her lack of confidence on the show. Tyra said uh, April signed with New York Models, and the owner was so impressed with her that he's managing her himself. We learned from April, shortly after getting signed on like her first, like she was going to do her first test shoot, that she got hit by a car. What? Oh my God. That's like, not where I saw this going. <laughs> neither did we. Like, Devil no. Wears Prada. Well, at least that's like how I imagine yeah. it. Or mad like, scarves she, flying yes, in the air. <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> definitely how I see it going down. But she literally was saying that she was on her way to meet uh, Mercedes before going to like a test shoot and was like crossing the street and got hit by a car. So her first year, like at the agency, was like, at, she was like in like rehabilitation, didn't actually start modeling until like a year later. So it was like really bad when she got hit by the car? Yeah. Oh my God. Tyra gosh. called her. Tyra, because she's like, Tyra called her when she was in the ambulance. Like she was on the phone with Tyra. Tyra like had heard uh, that she got hit and like called her on the phone. And oh was, like, my talking gosh. to her. Wow, Tyra got the scoop quick in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> How did she know? They're like, who's your emergency contact? She's like, Tyra Banks, call her. <laughs> I want to say you she imagine? said she had set the interview up. I think that's how she got the... Oh, maybe uh, she uh-huh. was like, Tyra's uh-huh. like, girl, you're late. And then she, she's like, I'm in right. an ambulance. Uh-huh. She was just like, yeah, my girl April, she's like walking to the test shoot now. She should be there in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. But it seems like she was one of the more successful girls that was like working. Maybe not no. famous, but, but working. No, she really was out there working. She spent a lot of time working in Hong Kong. She said she worked for like major designers like Valentino, you know, and she even did some like TV stuff. She did uh, um, Kimmy Schmidt. So she's really done. Um, she a has lot like of a work. very curated Instagram too, with like what looks like a lot of like professional photos and stuff. I don't know what she's doing like now. Now, well, but. because in the after special that you're talking about, the boyfriend that she was committed to, I was like. Okay, I are you, and so I'm glad she's married to someone different now, or yes. with someone different, yeah, more muscular. Yes. Um. Next, we have Zia Mara. Zia Mara, I think, was sent home way too soon, but she did go on to get some work. She signed to Boss Models, and she made some. Oh, she, Real Housewives plug. She also made an appearance on the Real Housewives of Potomac as Katie Roast's friend. Okay. Um, oh. Yes. Um, I don't have a timestamp on that one, but that did happen. Um, And she's now a Botox specialist and an esthetician. Okay. We love that. I would love to get Botox from Ziamara. <laughs> I mean, especially looking at this picture of her gorgeous face, I would love my skin to look like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. And this might be unrelated. I don't know if you guys were girls next door people, but Kendra Wilkinson is now a real estate agent. And I would love that. I would love a little walkthrough in a house with her. I actually just revisited that show a couple nights ago. And girl, that is a timeless one. (laughs) Girls Next Door is really good. We both have watched all of it. Like I I used to watch it when it was on. Like Same. 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 I'm just like trying to imagine the cadence of Kendra's voice, like walking through like an empty house with that laugh. Like that, that weird, yeah. like, laugh. <laughs> oh my and, God, you guys, there's a bidet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An empty house with no furniture, just echoing. Like, yeah. echoing. Yeah. Like, hearing the echo of her laugh. <laughs> I mean, I'd love. <laughs> Wait, so I did learn from Ziamara too, a little bit, where she put other people before herself. Multiple uh-huh. times, her ju- Camille ruined her jewelry, and then the photo shoot she gave Katie, like, go, I'll go uh-huh. now, I'll do this. Uh-huh. And that was a nice lesson to see of, like, make sure you put yourself first. Yes, make yes. sure you make yourself a priority. Yeah, but her you eyes know? were like Ramona Singer's eyes in that Brooklyn fashion show. She had Ramona eyes. I'm just curious, you know, what causes that? The big eye. Oh, well, the wide eye problem? This yeah. is different, but my friend dated a guy and he had one bulging eye and we would make fun of him. It ended up being a tumor in his brain. And so, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't Wait, know. You know. I, didn't, I didn't know if that was where I thought that was going but, either, but... You know, we love a twist. <laughs> YouTube on a twist. <laughs> wait, so wait, why did Ziamara, why was she, I, I, I maybe missed it, maybe I missed it, but like, why, what was her adverse reaction to playing Grace Jones? Um, she didn't, was she so young that she didn't know who Grace Jones was or what? No, I think she was just all like, why are you guys going to like put me in like dark foundation? This is uncomfortable. 
And they were like, what? What's wrong, light-skinned girl? And she was like, I mean, Tyra's like, I feel like you're like playing into colorism. And I, well, she didn't say that in those words, but she was definitely like, what's the matter? Like, dark skin's beautiful. And it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. You guys are like low-key, like, making a full-on, like, transformation. I understand that Ziamara is also a Black woman, but it is, like, a stretch to, like, just, like, really darken someone's skin like yeah. that. It's, like, it's uncomfortable for them because you know, they're like, oh, okay. Mm. So that was Ziamara's, like, stretch. She did slay that shoot, though. Yeah. She Gorgeous. absolutely did. She absolutely did. I love that shot still to this day, you know? And, I mean, I feel like it's inspired a lot of, like, the great Sh- Jones shots that that I've, like, done in the past, too, you know? My favorite yeah. Grace Jones tidbit. I don't know if you've ever looked at her rider. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like um, she asks for oysters and then it says unshucked. Grace will shuck her own. Yes. Ah. Grace does her own shucking. And yes. I look, I, I was, okay, was watching an episode of New York Housewives and it was this recent season where they like, Went and were like shucking their oysters. And it's and hard I, as hell. Yeah. And it's so hard. All, I could just think, all I could think of was Grace Jones. I was like, <laughs> oh, she enjoys That's shucking the- her own oysters. That's like, the first mm. thing I thought of when you just said that, Lisa. I was like, oh, and I just recently found out how hard it was by watching Ramona try to do it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, can I get another one? Ramona makes everything look hard. Yeah, that's true. Especially any general dance or body movement of any kind. (laughs) Okay, like, in my mind, like, and I came to this, like, conclusion yesterday, that Ramona really was, um, like, Josie Grossi in high school. And, like, (laughs) like, I could definitely see, like, in an alternate reality, her playing that role and never been kissed. Because I just feel like it is very, it's very that. Yeah, she's successful now, but I'm like, mm, I want to see your yearbook picture, Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably looks a lot different now. Yeah, but remember she like was in Cosmo in a workout outfit giving dating advice in the 80s or something? Do you she, remember that? So like, I still feel like that was like post high school, post college glow up. Like I, there's the, the way that, I don't know, the way that she's just always like, you know, my girlfriends. Like just the way yeah. she says the word girlfriends. girlfriends. I have a lot of girlfriends that I'm like, I don't yeah. think that you and your girlfriends know anything about each other. Yeah. <laughs> 50 of them. <laughs> and you're rich. Why are you jumping up and down for like a crowdsourced Gucci bag? Like yeah. that was just crazy. Crazy. Exactly. Not a, not a crowd source Gucci. I love that you're Bravo people too. This is oh, exciting. <laughs> of course. Andy Cohen, he knows how to make good bad. It's so good bad. Um, let's move on to Heather. Heather, I mean, there's not really much to say about Heather. Heather I like, is don't probably... remember her. No, when did Heather she get eliminated? is so funny. Heather to me is like, I'm sociable. I'm part, I'm fun. And it's like, you are sitting silent in a blanket. Like I, she just had such a different view of what she was than yeah. what, you and know? She was like, everyone in my like small town likes me. And so I don't understand why you all don't like me right. Too. What? What? How? How quickly was she eliminated again? She was. She went after Bethany, which I think yeah, is fine. Bethany and her are both like blips in my memory. Like, I'm but like, she also would complain to one person and then be like, "We're connected." And then yeah. we understand. And then Joanna just gave her a piece of chicken, and she goes, "Joanna understands me." Oh yeah, and then she was mad she didn't get invited because she thought her and Joanna were best friends. And yeah. it's like I think she just gave you some chicken because you were starving yourself. And her exit line was something along the lines of like, "I may be trash here, so I'm going to go out and be treasure somewhere else." Yes. Yes. Yeah, and she missed her family. I mean, she just—it's girl, you were boring. I wonder if she's more exciting now. Her, it's, what's she up to? What's she up her, to? Nothing. Her Instagram was very <laughs> lackluster. She's a nurse. She's married, but that's all we really have to report on Heather. Okay, nurses wow. are important. I mean- Nurses are important, yes. Yes. Did I I say not important? No. Oh, okay, good. No, you did something I would say. No, 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 no. no. She's a nurse. (laughs) Yes. We love nurses. We, you know, need them. Um, uh, (laughs) Up next, we have my girl, Camille McDonald. Um, She has appeared on numerous shows of Where Are They Now? installments of Top Model. Um, She signed to major model management in Milan and New York. She was featured on many runways, including Alice and Olivia, Escape, and Wolfdorf's of Wolf... Wolford. Wow. 
Wolfers of London. Woo, say that five times fast. And we will touch on this later, but Camille goes on to be on Top Model All-Stars as well. Can you say say legendary? And uh, yeah, she's not really doing much modeling today. It seems that she's retired, but she's also a mom. Wait, who won the All-Star season? Was it Mel Rose or something? Angela Patterson? Well, well, no, well, Angelina won, will like want one, but she like told people she like violated her NDA and then it went to um, Alisa. Lisa. And she actually told people? Oh my God. I know. That's that's crazy. But don't you see that for Angelina? Just like going back, be like, y'all, I won! I won! <laughs> I have to Google her. I don't know if I remember Angelia. She was yeah, on a she later was, season. Yeah, she's on a later season. I feel like she had a very similar story to Tiffany. I think she kind of had like a... Rough long upbringing. Ju- yeah, like, like a long yeah. journey to get to where she was and then was sent home too soon, so they brought her back to All Stars. But She just chatted too much. You know? Yeah, it's like that's the only thing you got to do is not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bless her so heart. Do you keep a se- did you keep your secret? Oh, well, we don't know. They, they don't like, know cuz they filmed oh, yeah, they three alternate they, endings. Yeah, yeah, they they just like film all these alternate endings and I was like the last one to go. So they had done like, you know, the major like confetti and lights and all that and like yeah. done all the resets. So like by the time it like got to be, I was really like, damn, I'm tired. Is it hard to act or can you really put yourself in that moment of winning and so you really push it or is it like difficult? Okay. Okay. So this was my strategy and I never told anyone this before. This was like my little acting tactic. They had just filmed Miss Cracker's uh, crowding. So, um, in my mind, I kept telling myself that we were filming like Miss Cracker's one, like again, and to like put myself in the place that she was about to have her moment and it was about to be her moment. So that when they like called my name, it was like, that was a genuine, like, you know, so that I actually could snap out of that and like it actually feel like it was a surprise. Like, that was like what I did. Cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the best I had because they were literally like, yeah, Shay, I know we've been doing this for about an hour now and you're probably like tired, <laughs> but just like give us your best. I was like, all right, let's do this. Hell yeah. Wow. They Is RuPaul, is Drag Race the first show that did that? Uh, taped a bunch of endings? I feel like they're the one. Is it because you all can't keep a secret? Yeah, I yeah, think it's okay. because um, I feel like uh, naturally um, just homosexuals are messy human beings. Who well, can't also, keep their like mouth shut. normally, like. Uh, well, I mean, not for like for the regular seasons too. You're in a theater with like hundreds of people, and they're gonna tell. Yeah, yeah, you know? uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they'll always they'll. So always... you got to do it to trick them too. Absolutely. But then it's fun to watch the queens see themselves win at like whatever gig they're at. You know, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> Me it was in my dining room. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Last up, we have. The winner, Joanna House. Um, Joanna, of course, she signed with IMG Models as well as Wilhelmina Models. Um, she went on to do lots of runway shows in NYC Fashion Week in 2004. She was also named the face of CW in 2005, which had her appearing in commercials and web ads with her face for the network. She is now a mom and she's a retired model. I remember watching a show that she hosted on like the Style Network. Yes, yeah, she had that moment where she was hosting on the Style Network as well. And yeah, she, and she had a little following on Instagram too. Yeah, and she had a Sephora. She had a moment where she was like uh, on Sephora ads. I remember like going into Sephora and always seeing like Yolanda's like face up there and being like, "Wow, get it, girl." She oh, is that's gorgeous. A- that helmet totally. photo is iconic. I feel yeah. like that is it, when I think of it, Drag Race, I think of Eva Spider and the helmet. Yeah, when you think of top yes. model. You, <laughs> what did I say, drag race? Drag race. <laughs> She's when like, I think, that drag is what race, I, think I think of Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, also heard that she was approved by the Revlon people. That's actually why Mercedes did not win, was that there was a list going around that um, oh. had people excluded, and Mercedes was on that list. Top model facts. That's crazy. Okay, I'm just going to say racism. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say they were like, we don't want that brown girl. Wow. 
I think that even when I look and back Revlon, at and Revlon, if you disagree, yeah. why don't you have one of your representatives email me at beontoppod at gmail.com? <laughs> no, I think looking back on even like the villain edits of the black women throughout the seasons, it feels like true racism. Like they didn't Neil. understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like, I'm like, Katie, this blonde, like Aryan princess is like <laughs> clearly worse than, than yeah. <laughs> Camille. And all we're talking about is how everyone hates Camille. I'm like, this is seems weird. And not really um, getting down to the why really. They're just so like, I just don't, I don't like her. Yeah. And I, I can't explain it. Looking at these side-by-sides, Joanna also looks like she's had some augmentation, but maybe we don't want to touch on that. I just feel like she looks very busty. Oh, (laughs) oh, you know, yeah. Oh, I just noticed her titties, yeah. I mean, compared to to this, like, flat washboard chest she has on the left, she's got... I, it was, honestly, I couldn't tell what it was, Kara, and I was literally sitting here staring at her, being like, what? Is it that's changed? Something and like, is different. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and funny. it's those tatas. I mean, good on you. Yeah, yeah we, you know, I think it's great. I mean, boobs are just like boobs and curves are just like I don't know if we who are, are we attributing it to the Kardashians or what, but like it's definitely more in now than like 2004 when it was like flat chest. Oh God, everyone wanted to look like Calissa Flockhart. Yeah, it was just like not Low not to knock you, Calissa, but like yeah, it was just all like being wafy, and like now yes. everyone's just all like I like carbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, in her um, Insta bio, I've never seen this before. She is a wife of a board certified civil rights lawyer. I saw that too. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well. What does this mean for you, girl? It um, means that her microaggressions against Camille have all been forgiven. <laughs> That's she's oh my stunning. God. That she's so stunning. funny. She's like, if you came here to talk to me about my microaggressions, please check my bio. Yeah. <laughs> oh she's my god. Stunning. I really can't knock her. I know Mercedes should. I, I mean, she's really. She was beautiful. really sick. You cannot. You cannot. I mean, Yolanda is and- absolutely. I loved how flirty and horny she was throughout the season. Like, always, you know, wanting the boys. And I liked that. Oh, how about when they all went out on for the night with uh, Old Dirty Bastard? (laughs) Oh, my God. That was... (laughs) That was a hoot. Not to bring the mood mood down, but he died, like, six months later. So that was, like, one of his last nights out on the town. Oh, my God. Annie got to spend it with super fan Shandy Sullivan. She said she was the only one in the house that knew who he was. was the only one... (laughs) Because Shandy's, Shandy's like about that life. No, the prizes were funny because I remember season one, they got to hang out with Wyclef. Like it is, it, it was funny. It's just Tyra texting her friends or something. Like I don't, <laughs> yeah. it has nothing to do with I love the prizes though. I was thinking like, I know that like shows like Drag Race don't necessarily do, they don't really do the living component, obviously. Yeah. So like this yeah. would be hard to do. But I love that it's like you get to just go to a cool party or you get to like go pick out a piece of jewelry or like whatever. Right? I, I love prizes parts are really fun. And I like when the girls have to, when the losers have to do something too. Like yeah. when they went yeah. to the Stuart Weitzman store and they all had to get the shoes out of the stock room for them and serve them <laughs> champagne. She's a You're sociopath, like, yeah. right? Like the shit she does to these women, um, it makes you wonder. It Clo- makes you wonder. She like closed people's teeth gaps. I mean, it's, it's like uh, wild. Well, do you want to sell toothpaste or don't you? Yeah, okay. All right. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. I'll do anything you say. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. Well, look, we have had so much fun, and that is all the time that we have for today. But don't worry, everyone. Kara and Lisa will be back with us on Thursday to talk about their iconic podcast and about another iconic television show. Thank you so much for coming by today. And did y'all have a good time? Oh my gosh. A true dream. What a dream. I'm yeah. probably going to brag about this for a few months. Um, people's jaws dropped. <laughs> we told our sound engineer today and she like had to take a moment and walk away and breathe. Like it's very thrilling to be on a your podcast. Yeah. You're oh great. my gosh. Well, honestly, I just absolutely adore the both of you. I love, I love your podcast. Well, we're going to talk about it more on our Thursday episode. So I will just keep that all to myself. So make sure that you all tune in. And just to remind you all, if you have any top model facts, questions for me and Maxwell, our guests, or if you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to 
beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Kuei. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna Wanna Be be On on top? Top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 